your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, we will recap a quiet trade deadline for the Minnesota Wild and why it was the right decision for general manager Bill Guerin and head coach Dean Evason to not try to make any sort of major moves with the amount of roster turnover this team will have in the offseason, as well as some big decisions that they have to make that are going to affect an already tight cap space issue. So plenty to discuss We'll also talk about the news tonight that uh, the Wilds game against St. Louis has been postponed to May 12th, and we will look ahead to what is coming up next for the Wild after a rough weekend against St. Louis. So That is all coming up here on today's show. I am your host, Seth Topol. Hope you had a great weekend. Unfortunately, we've got some uh, above sports things that we will be talking about here on today's show that... Uh, impact tonight's game but the trade deadline was today big thank you to uh, everybody at uh, locked on for the uh, massive success of the trade deadline show was hoping to uh, to get a chance to hop on there today but unfortunately the uh, the wild just uh, did not have a lot in the way of moves that they made uh, here uh, this trade deadline and as I said at the uh, the top of the show really not uh, a lot that they, uh, they could have done. I mean, they were linked to a couple of players at one point, but um, didn't have anything really in the pipeline uh, in terms of, uh, of moves. Bill Guerin meeting with the media here uh, as this episode is being recorded. So uh, I will pop in with some uh, highlights from uh, what Guerin had to say. And uh, one of the things that Guerin said was that, uh, quote, our time will come. When it comes to being willing to give up assets for rentals, uh, Garen said uh, this from Michael Russo, that both of the first-round picks for the Wild this year were non-starters for the Wild in any uh, number of trades. You look at uh, Nick Foligno, who was traded, and uh, he fetched a first-round pick. Uh, Taylor Hall also uh, fetching uh, that type of return as well. So uh, a lot of players were eventually dealt at the deadline, but uh, just a situation where you look at this wild roster and yes, would some uh, veteran players have helped? Uh, Certainly would have helped, uh, but this is not a scenario where the wilds are looking to maybe keep their window open uh, a couple of seasons. Uh, Their window is just opening. And I know I've said that a lot, but it it bears repeating because you see people get frustrated uh, when the trade deadline comes around and their team doesn't make any sort of big moves that could be uh, big impact moves that could help get them up to the top of those West Division standings. The Wilds, this is the beginning of uh, what will hopefully be a lengthy run for them with Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala as well. So a, uh, a, a chance for the, uh, the Wilds to have another strong draft with Judd Brackett. And, uh, and Bill Guerin, and after that, then I would say the uh, opportunities to add players to the roster will uh, will certainly open up uh, 
much more frequently. But for now, just made uh, made total sense to uh, just kind of stand pat and uh, watch the market unfold. It, it was interesting that the Wild maybe didn't look for an opportunity to kind of help make some of these trades work with uh, with salary, um, with, with some expiring salaries. I was a little surprised by that. But at the same time, you know, you've got uh, a lot of cap coming off of the books in the offseason. So, again, just the, the overall message is just to kind of stand pat and uh, just let things really come into fruition this offseason when uh, you can have a little bit more control over what's going on as opposed to, you know, if you want to bring a player in, you got to pony up. And so uh, I, I applaud Bill Guerin for just uh, sticking to his vision and, uh, and not panicking to, uh, to try to make a move to help this team. Let's also keep in mind the fact that uh, Marcus Foligno was going to come back for tonight's game had the Wild played it. Uh, Zach Parisi also returning to the lineup, and it sounds like Kevin Fiala is going to be coming back to this team sooner than later as well. Uh, Fiala was going to be a game-time decision tonight. Felino was expected to be back, so uh, by the time the Wild are ready to play, uh, I believe on Wednesday again, um, they'll uh, they'll be fully ready to go with, uh, with everybody, hopefully uh, with Fiala as well. Um, and uh, honestly, after the way the uh, the couple of games went against the Blues over the weekend, which we'll talk about next, um, not a bad idea for the uh, not not a bad time for the Wild to uh, to get a little bit of a pause. Obviously, a, a very serious situation going on in the uh, Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, which has prompted tonight's game to be postponed, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that in the uh, final segment of the show today. But uh, obviously a serious situation going on there, which prompted the game to be postponed, but that will most likely lead to uh, Felino being back for sure, and hopefully will lead to Fiala being back as well. So Bill Guerin standing pat at the deadline. There were some big moves uh, throughout the rest of the NHL, and uh, we will look at some of the biggest names to, uh, to move around here uh, in our next segment. And we'll also look at what happened over the weekend for the Wild against the Blues. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar, those great-tasting and good-for-you protein bars. They have 18 flavors in total, including six brand-new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bar is great for anyone on any type of diet. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They also offer nut and non-nut flavors. Let's check this out. Built Bar is packed with protein. 19 grams in the peanut butter flavor, 18 grams in coconut almond, 17 grams in cherry barcia, and 17 grams in cookies and cream. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber so head to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
Now we get to dig in and try to figure out what happened over the weekend with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, a rough go for them, although the second game was much better uh, than the first game of the weekend against the Wild, in which the Wild surrendered the most goals in franchise history as a team and also as uh, a single goalie, as Capo Kakinen unfortunately was in net for every single goal that St. Louis scored. Four in the first, three in the second, and two in the third. A 9-1 to one win for the Blues over the Wild. And uh, this, I think, just the easiest thing to do with the game, uh, the 9-1 to one loss, is to simply flush it. I mean... There's just there's nothing that you can take away from that kind of a game. It got out of hand very early. The Wild were down two nothing almost instantly. They did get a goal in the first from Zach Parisi, but then it was four to one, and it just went south further and further from there. So, really, nothing that needs to be taken away from uh, the game, and it's it's not something where I would point to anyone in particular. Uh, that uh, that had a poor performance. I mean, obviously a lot of focus going to Capo for the nine goals allowed, but there have been plenty of uh, worse games for teams uh, throughout the NHL and a situation where it, it just was not the Wilds' night. And so they uh, they needed to, in the worst way, just move on from that performance and, uh, and head into uh, Game 2 of the series, which we'll talk about in just a second. But I, I do want to just look at a couple of things from the game. Uh, Wild outshot 38-25. Um, the Blues were one of two on the power play. They also had a shorthanded goal. And uh, really, other than that, nothing stood out um, in a major way. So, honestly, just the Blues, that was just their night. That's, that's the easiest way to put it, and that's the easiest way to uh, not get super frustrated and let that game um, kind of get out of control. Uh, and, honestly, for Capo, it's, uh, it had been a little while since he had played, so you uh, have to expect that uh, a goalie's going to be rusty if they haven't been playing, which, on the other side of it... Uh, Cam Talbot has been sensational to the point that uh, it, it was just hard to uh, to get Kakinen into the lineup. He played against San Jose back on the 31st in a 4-2 loss for the, uh, the Wild. But uh, after that, he did not play again until uh, April 9th. So that's, uh, that's a little bit of a uh, lengthy break in between starts and... You look at then what happened um, in that uh, second game of the series. Talbot stepped in, and uh, the Wild ended up losing 3-2 to two in overtime, and with time winding down in the overtime period as well, we could have had ourselves another shootout uh, between uh, the Wild and the Blues. With uh, two seconds left in overtime, Ryan O'Reilly ended it, but uh, the Wild got goals from Nico Sturm and Matt Dumba, a power play goal for Dumba. And uh, that made it uh, two to one in the second. But then Mike Hoffman tied things up uh, with less than a minute to go in the third. And in overtime, with two seconds left, Ryan O'Reilly makes it 
three to two, and the Blues pick up a second consecutive win over the Wild. Now, looking at the numbers in this game, shots were even, and uh, for the Wild, they were one of two on the power play. St. Louis was one of three, and uh, again, really no numbers that uh, that stick out. The Wild out hitting the uh, the Blues. Faceoffs are pretty even. And so a much better effort uh, by the uh, the Wild in that second game against the Blues. I did find it interesting that uh, Dean Evason reached out to uh, to Capo to uh, try to you know assure him after that type of a performance, which is uh, is not good. But I mean, he did not get really any help in the game either. So just an all around uh, bad performance in the nine to one loss. And uh, for the second game, a much better bounce back for the Wild, uh, despite the 3-2 loss in overtime. By all accounts, it sounded like Cam Talbot was going to play here this evening, had the game gone on as scheduled. But now, um, due to the uh, curfew imposed in uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, the Wild will push their game against the Blues until May 12th. So uh, a final few games uh, against the Blues at the end of the schedule, which now pushes into mid-May, and with some of the other postponements that have happened uh, up north, uh, it sounds like the uh, the season may extend a little further into May um, than we had expected. But just one of those rough series uh, by the uh, the Wild. Uh, the Blues, despite their overall record, a, uh, a good team, so uh, nothing to get super panicked about. Uh, we thought that uh, the Wild were toast, or some people did, after their series against the Avalanche, and uh, they, uh, they ended up bouncing back to, uh, to beat Colorado. So it's, it's just a situation of, uh, of the Blues had the better night, and um, the, the Wild will have an opportunity to, uh, to get some revenge for that. Uh, later on in the season. We did have some interdivisional trades and uh, a very interesting one that we will uh, talk about next as we uh, look at some of the trades throughout the NHL. Uh, Devin Dubnik headed from San Jose to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so that is uh, a very interesting trade that could uh, could come into play uh, throughout the rest of the season and the playoffs. So we'll talk about that. We'll see what all the other Honda West Division opponents did at the deadline as well next. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The NBA and the NHL in full swing. Major League Baseball is getting underway as well. So plenty going on every day for you to uh, throw some cash down on when you feel like it. BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV for all of the non-sports fans out there. They offer real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. There is no better place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Make sure you're a waiver wire winner in your fantasy leagues with great fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, many of which have started their playoffs already. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Devin Dubnik heading from the San Jose Sharks to the Colorado Avalanche to back up Philip Grubauer uh, in one of the many trades that happened uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, There were some others that uh, involved the Honda West division teams and just looking through uh, some of them now. The Anaheim Ducks acquiring young defenseman Hayden Fleury for a prospect and a pick from the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Some of the other moves that uh, happened as well. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring defenseman Ben Hutton for a 2022 fifth-round pick that heads to Anaheim. The Colorado Avalanche getting forward Carl Soderberg from the Blackhawks in exchange for Josh Dickinson and Ryder Rolston. We saw a three-team trade involving the Vegas Golden Knights, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the San Jose Sharks. The Golden Knights getting Matthias Janmark, Nick DeSimone, and a 2022 fifth-round pick from Chicago. The Blackhawks getting a 2021 second-round pick from Vegas, a 2022 third-round pick from the Golden Knights, and a 2022 fifth-round pick from Buffalo. The Tampa Bay Lightning getting Frederick Clayson from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for goalie Magnus Krona. That was pretty much it for deadline day. There were a couple of other trades that happened yesterday as the Penguins got Jeff Carter from the Kings in exchange for a conditional 2022 third-round pick, a conditional 2023 fourth-round pick. And other than that, I mean, uh, the Nick Foligno trade in which the Sharks got involved to pick up a 2021 fourth-round pick. So uh, the Sharks getting very involved. That Dubnik trade, by the way, Dubnik in exchange for Greg Pattern, former Wild defenseman, and a 2021 fifth-round pick. So uh, the Avalanche picking up a backup to Philip Grubauer and former Wild defenseman Greg Pattern heading to the San Jose Sharks. So we saw the San Jose Sharks getting a couple of draft picks by hopping in to uh, help facilitate some bigger trades. We saw the Ducks jettison a few players, the Kings jettison a few players as well. Uh, which is what you'd expect from where they are at in the uh, the standings as of now, that bottom fourth, uh, that bottom four, that is, of the Honda West division. Not, uh, not expecting them to be able to hop into the standings here before the end of the season. So uh, teams that uh, were in a selling spot sold, and uh, really, other than that, uh, didn't see a whole lot. Vegas making a couple of minor tweaks and uh, the Avalanche getting uh, Devin Dubnik was really their notable move. So the Wilds staying uh, staying put and uh, not overpaying for uh, a player that would complicate what they have uh, coming up uh, in the offseason is is the right way to go. So I'm uh, I'm glad that's the uh, the route that the Wild went because uh, the other thing that we have to uh, to think about is that uh, there are several players that are going to need to be signed to extensions in the offseason, including Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov. So got to take care of those guys. Plus, uh, if you let guys like Marcus Johansson sign somewhere else, then that's money that you can free up 
for those extensions. Plus, you've got some players in the pipeline that uh, should be able to help this team next year, um, considering how they have played so far this season. Uh, Matt Boldy, in particular, who has two goals in his two games so far and an assist. Three points in two games is not bad at all. Let's discuss what is going on tonight with the fact that the Wild are not playing their game against the St. Louis Blues. The game has been postponed to May 12th out of uh, respect for the uh, terrible situation uh, going on in the Twin Cities uh, at the shooting of Dante Wright. Uh, The Twins, the first to announce today that they were uh, postponing today's game um, out of respect for the family and uh, in light of the situation uh, as it unfolded yesterday. The Timberwolves and the Wild followed suit. And it is absolutely the uh, right decision. Regardless of if it was impacted by the uh, curfew put down for Minneapolis and St. Paul and some of the surrounding counties, uh, I I think the teams would have done that uh, regardless of if that 7 p.m. curfew was put in or not. And I, I really try in any podcast setting to, uh, to focus on just the, uh, just the sports angle, because I know that's what people are coming here to listen to, but we have to do something. This can't keep happening, and we are in the midst of the trial uh, for Derek Chauvin, who is, uh, it was charged for the murder of George Floyd. That happened a year ago, and we're still trying to, uh, to get resolution in that case And now we have another one that is unfolding while we uh, have all this attention from throughout the country as that trial is uh, is proceeding and we have another one happen right in the same area uh, as uh, George Floyd was murdered. So I I apologize if, if people did not come here to hear that kind of thing. I'm just trying to uh, set the scene for the reason that the game tonight was postponed and you know it's it's hard to not intersect when something like this is going on into the sports world as well so that's that's the reason that's the reason that uh, that the game tonight has been postponed and as i said we just we as a society we just we have to be better collectively so that these types of things don't continue to happen As we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild, again, I encourage you to follow Locked on Wild on Twitter at Locked on Wild so that you can engage with us during games and uh, during big events as well in the offseason. Plus, you can also follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes. And with what the Wild have coming up next, you will want to uh, make sure to take a listen to Locked on Coyotes We will uh, have a further preview of that Arizona series coming up tomorrow as we gear up for uh, Wednesday's game uh, against Arizona. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Have a great rest of your afternoon and evening, and we will join you again first thing tomorrow.